Welcome to the My Mickey Podcast, where we explore the magic and wonder of Disney together. And now, on with the show. Hello, and welcome to the My Mickey Podcast. My name is Jeff, and I am normally affectionately known as Karen's Disney-loving husband, but Karen is away today, so she's left the microphone with me, and that's probably a dangerous move because I'm going rogue today, and we are not actually going to talk about Disney. We're going to work our way uh, a little bit up Interstate 4, and we're going to talk about uh, our recent experience up at Universal Orlando Resort. And with me today is my good friend and one of my fellow dream designers at My Mickey Vacation Travel is Michelle Steven. Hello, Michelle. Hey, Jeff. Thanks for having me. Absolutely. Thanks for uh, coming on the show with me today. Um, so just a little background. Uh, this past week, Michelle and I and oh, probably about 20 of our colleagues from My Mickey Vacation Travel, we spent a, what, about four days at Universal Orlando Resort and getting to know the resort. Uh, we were treated uh, to a lot of special fun things from our friends over at Universal. And so it was just a neat opportunity for us to kind of get our feet wet and to experience Universal Orlando from the eyes of our guests. We are here today to kind of talk about our experiences. So I guess before we kind of get into the details and the nitty gritty, Michelle, why don't you tell me a little bit about yourself and how long you've been a dream designer and what this week's experience meant to you? Definitely. I've been with my Mickey vacation for about two and a half years now. Um, I, I love Disney and that is what got me started here, but Universal is really close to my heart. My kids love it. Um, it's one of our favorite vacation destinations. So when we were invited to this, um, I was very excited to see it from another point of view to get to experience a few things maybe I haven't checked out yet. And I really feel like Universal nailed it, um, getting us to experience it from all views so that we can really help our guests to experience the best vacation possible, whether you're going with friends, you're going with family, young kids. Um, we really got to see it all. And I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I, I agree. And I, you know, I've done this tour with Universal several times, but this was like one of the first times that it really felt like I get to, I got to see it from the guest perspective. It was, for me, it was always new and I've gone there with my kids too, but it's always been kind of a new thing for me. And so I was kind of looking at it from me as being a fan. Uh, so looking at it from the guest perspective, I thought was really fun this time. So, Definitely. so let's talk a little bit about what we got to see and we started off uh, our first day with some classroom training and we talked a little bit about the nitty-gritty and the nuts and bolts of what we do as travel agents and the planning but then we got to take a short walk we were, we were having our conference at cabana bay so we took a short walk from cabana bay and we walked over to uh, the newest park at universal orlando which is volcano bay and so Volcano Bay, if you're not aware, is a water park. But, um, and I made this comment on our last day, Universal has always marketed Volcano Bay as the third park, in addition to Universal Studios and Islands of Adventure. And I always thought that was kind of a risky thing uh, because, you know, water parks and theme parks are just not really on the same level. After experiencing Volcano Bay, I... I took that back because I found that Volcano <laughs> Bay is 
uh, certainly full of attractions. Like there's 19 different attractions there and uh, they're very intense. They're very fun. Uh, it's a full day's experience. Uh, I really felt that you can equate Volcano Bay with the other two parks. Do, do you agree with that, Michelle? I Absolutely, I agree. Um, I, I was a little nervous going in um, with the idea of this is a park. Like we are going and it is a full day park. It's not an addition that you add on to your vacation. You know, it's something that you go for um, to get the full experience. Um, and I was completely wrong. There was so much to do there. It was an entire day's worth of attractions there. You know, we could have spent two days there easily and still had more to see. Um, it, it really blew me away that there was something for everyone. It wasn't just let's spend the afternoon in Volcano Bay with our older kids to experience a couple rides. It was something for the entire family that could be done over the course of an entire day or two um, and still doing more, not getting bored and not, you know, checking out ready to go back to the other theme parks. It was a full day, like full day of fun. I really enjoyed it. Yeah. And I think a lot of people think of water parks as a big pool with a few water slides. And that's not even remotely close to what this is. This is a themed uh, park. Uh, the whole concept is it's very Polynesian. You got the big volcano. If you've ever driven past uh, Universal Studios on I-4, you see the volcano there. It's magnificent. And so let's kind of dig into a couple of the the I would what I'd say the most popular attractions. Then we'll kind of dig into some of the features. But I think the one, obviously, the one big draw is, um, and and you know, listeners, we are going to screw up these pronunciations so bad. <laughs> yes, <laughs> <laughs> have named these attractions with some funky names. So we're we're going to really botch these up, but we're going to give it we're going to give it our best shot. Um, so the lagoon is Waturi Beach. And so it's a beautiful lagoon, um, fresh water um, with sand and plenty of chairs and seating around, uh, Many, much of it with shade. Um, yes, I really actually enjoyed this area too. Um, just from a perspective of somewhere going to relax, I really enjoyed that they put places within the park for us to relax, that it doesn't have to be um, go, 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 wear yourself out, you know, try to hit everything with the um, way they have it set up, you could go and you could get a snack or get a drink and go sit down and kind of just really enjoy your view there um, while the kids are still having fun and playing. Yeah, and I thought it was uh, just, it, it, and it's big. I guess that's the thing for me. It was it was really big. You don't feel like you're cramped. It, it was a lot of seating. They, they have private seating areas. Off to the side, they've got some bungalows that you can rent. Um, but it's just a real nice central hub area. But then we have some of the, what I would almost label a coaster. Um, and the and the big granddaddy of them all is the Krakatau Aqua Coaster. Now, did you get a chance to ride that? So, no, I'm not that brave. Um, <laughs> I held on to something for some other dream designers while they went and did it but i heard all about it um they all you know i didn't get a bad review from any of them they all really enjoyed it um when they used the tapu tapu it was really cool because they weren't waiting forever so i didn't have to stand off to the side and wait an hour for them um right. once their time was up they went they enjoyed it came off and i gotta hear all about it and according to all of them it is a must do next time 
So I'm going to try to be a little braver and hop on it next time around. <laughs> so, so I did it on a previous visit. I didn't, I didn't get to do it on this one. I was nursing a bad back during this visit, unfortunately. And so the ride itself, it's kind of like a, if you think of like maybe a toboggan, it's like a four person slide, one person in front of the other. And it's it's almost like a roller coaster but on water and what's really interesting about it is that there's actually uphill uh areas and so it's kind of drawn on some um, like a magnetic system that which draws the um uh toboggan up the hill which obviously if you're on a water slide you know you're typically thinking force of gravity just pulls you down but so it's 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 got uphill it's got downhill it winds you through the volcano um it's just a real fun it's fast but it's really a fun ride it's so it's definitely like the most popular attraction there and def definitely has the longest uh wait time uh and we're going to talk a little bit about tapu tapu but with the tapu tapu you don't have like you just said you don't have to wait the hour hour and a half in in the hot sun in the lines. We'll talk about that a little bit later. Um, but the uh, park actually also features, which I think is kind of cool, the lazy rivers. So, yes, I, I spent a lot of time there. You did? All <laughs> I right. Got so, those out. I did, yes. So, there's a difference between the two lazy rivers. Why don't you tell us what those differences are? So, they're both really fun and really different. Um, they have, you know, the, your traditional lazy river, the winding river. You get to float your tube, chat with your friends. Um, it's very mellow. It's a great place to relax. Um, I enjoyed it a lot. But they also had the Teawa Fearless River, um, which is not a lazy river at all. Um, it was a lot of fun. It's like a twist on the lazy river um, for those that still like a little bit of adrenaline and rush. And it was really just a very quick moving um, river around. They had some waves coming in and out. You are required to wear a life jacket in there. So everybody is safe. You can still let your kids go. Um, it was really a good time. I enjoyed it. I like the difference of them. I kind of popped back and forth to compare them. Um, and there really was no comparison. <laughs> they were completely different attractions. Um, but both a really good time. And correct me if I'm wrong, but the Teawa Fearless River, you have to wear a life vest in, right? Yes, you do. Um, I mean, there is quite a few areas where they have rushing water coming out to, just to make it a lot more fun. Um, so they do have you put the life jacket on, whether you're a good swimmer or not, um, mm -hmm. which is also great if you're going with children. I know my 12-year-old would not want to put that life jacket on um, because she just would think she's too cool with the other kids that don't have it on. So I really like that they have everybody do it. So, you know, there's no arguments. It's something that they think is safe for everybody and, you know, safety is their priority. So they just have everyone put them on, adults and children, um, so you can go enjoy it without worrying about it. Well, and, you know, talking a little bit about safety, we'll kind of go off of our uh, format here a little bit, but safety is a real big thing at uh, Volcano Bay. I mean, there are lifeguards everywhere. Even the Lazy River has lifeguards stationed throughout the path, right? Yes, they did. Oh, through, I mean, you aren't ever in a spot of the river without seeing a lifeguard on post somewhere, looking at everything. I mean, they're everywhere. It really, as a mom, somebody who's going to take their kids, um, it made me feel good that your kids really can go and have fun. And it's, we don't do a lot of water parks, my family personally, because of the stress factor. I always think, you know, there's water, it's dangerous, you know, there's so much going on. It really wasn't like that at Volcano Bay, though. Um, they, they thought of everything. They made it a family 
environment so you can really go, you can relax, you can enjoy yourself um, while still entertaining, you know, your kids or yourself if you're into the thrill rides and the fun stuff. They've just, they thought of everything and I really enjoyed that about it. Well, and one of the things I really liked about it was the number of rides that they had that the whole family can enjoy. So they have, and I'm gonna, I'm really going to botch this up, but they had the Mako, <laughs> the Maku, Puihi raft ride and that's really kind of cool because it's a huge raft but the whole family can sit in it and you go down the tubes yeah. and, and yes and, I did that one that okay. was one that I was adamant about trying and it was really fun um I enjoyed it I ended up being backwards on my raft some of the time so that was interesting <laughs> but it was a really good time um it was fun there was still some adrenaline um but I feel like anybody from you know a small child to an adult is going to get that rush still have fun um, it, it was really, really fun. I enjoyed it a lot. And I guess for those who, who have a little daredevil in us, there's a lot of the slides that are just single person slides and, you know, the, the ones with the big drops and going through the tube. So, you know, if, if that's your adrenaline junkie thing coming through on water parks, I mean, there's certainly plenty of that there as well. Definitely. Yes, there was. There was. And that's what brought the whole park together is if you want to go and relax, there were so many options for, you know, having fun, you know, but still relaxing, you know, taking the day easy, doing the lazy river. But then there was, you know, when you're ready to go again and you want to have fun and you want to do the thrill rides or you have a family of mixed guests, you know, some that really like the thrill rides and some that aren't so sure of it. There was something for everybody. Right. Um, and it was laid out really nice to be able to kind of hit all the attractions easily if you get there early enough and have the day to do it. And one of the things that I really liked was the area that was designed for the smaller kids. And I mean, they didn't just do one small little area to give it lip service. The kids area was huge. Um, and I, they call it Tot Tiki Reef. But it was, it was like, like, I know we walked across this bridge and it was a, a big area on the right and then another big area on the left. So they, I mean, it's, like I said, it's not lip service. They really were serious about giving the little kids an opportunity to have some fun there as well. There was, and I love that about it, that there was so much for the little ones to do who are generally left out of the water park experience. Mm -hmm. When you think of it, they had the Tatiki Reef, they had the Runamucca Reef, um, and there was so much going on there. You know, there was the splash pads, but there were still little slides and climbing areas and so much for the little ones to do um, that they really get in on the entire experience as well and aren't kind of left out um, while we're doing you know the child swap or why parents and older siblings are doing the rides there was something to entertain the littles as well throughout the whole park and one of the things that I really did like now we were there on a very warm day but what I do like about the park is that the waters and the pools are all heated and so if you are there in February or March it, it, you know Florida can still get kind of chilly but you know, you can still in February and March have a good time at the water park um, because of the because the water is heated. So that's a nice that's a nice uh, touch for the water park as well. Yes, definitely. And then you weren't hopping in where it was much chillier in the water than outside. So it was an easier transition in and out without being uncomfortable at all, even on a warm day. Right, right. So we talked about this a little bit, which is the, the device called Tapu Tapu. And so I want to kind of dig into that a little bit because I, I really think that it's a very important piece of the experience. And so 
basically when a guest arrives, they receive the, uh, what kind of looks like a, a toy smartwatch. Uh, and if you're kind of the Disney fan, you know, you, you, you want to start immediately thinking of it as a magic band. But it does have a little screen on it. And so we, you receive that and it does several things in the parks. Like you can use it to, and, and they call it Tapu Tapu, which is kind of like the Polynesian name, but it's really designed because you tap it against everything. So there's uh, places where you can tap it and take a picture or you can tap it and use um, like sp spray guns and things like that. Like if people are on the lazy river, you can tap it and then squirt yes, water on sprayed a lot of the fellow dream designers <laughs> when we saw them around the park um, by just scanning the tapu tapu and they would get a little blast of water wherever they were at it was a lot of fun that's funny um and of course you know you can if you have the app you can attach your credit card so you can do in-park purchases while you're there um but the most probably the most important aspect of this is for the virtual queue for the different attractions. So kind of go through that with us a little bit, how you use the Tapu Tapu for, um, to avoid waiting in those long lines, even though there may have been an hour, hour and a half wait. Right, well, well it was really great. So um, I was with a group who really wanted to do the Krakatawa Aqua Coaster. Um, that has one of the longest lines, um, or waits, I should say. Um, within Volcano Bay, and I was not really interested in doing that one. I was a little nervous. I wanted them to do it first and give me some feedback, um, but it was a long wait when we were there. It was about an hour, um, but it was really great because they were able to tap in and get their wait time, so I wasn't waiting by myself while they were in line for an hour. Uh, with the Florida heat, an hour is just too much to be waiting in line to do right. anything and stay cooled off and hydrated, so they were able to tap in. They're like, okay, we have a check-in time, and then we actually were able to go get lunch while we waited. That's what we did. Um, we went, we ordered, we were able to eat, and they had about 10 minutes left on their wait. So then, you know, we had time to walk over. And so instead of spending that hour waiting in line, we got to enjoy each other's company. We got to eat. We got to hang out. Um, while we were waiting for the raft rides, we went and tapped in. And I want to say it was about a 25-minute wait. Um, so instead of waiting in line, I mean, and that sun was fierce when we were there. Right. It was beaten down pretty good. We went around the Lazy River and we were able to cool off and enjoy and relax. Then our tapu tapu went off. We knew it was time. Um, I want to say from the time we got to the ride, you know, you have to walk up and wait. We waited under 10 minutes. I mean, it wasn't bad at all. And I think most of that was trying to walk to the top. Yeah, um, exactly. Up all the stairs and we were able to enjoy it. And then as soon as we finished, we were able to tap in again. So it really is a time saver. You don't feel like you're waiting in line all day. You feel like you're enjoying your time. Your money is well spent. Mm -hmm. um, you're still with your family. Even if you want to do different rides, you're not divided from your group the whole time, waiting in other lines by yourself. It was a way to make the whole experience run really smoothly, whether you're going to ride together or you're not, or you want to get lunch, but get one more ride in first. I mean, you could do it all sure. while waiting. Well, and what I like about it too is that there's, you know, and, and correct me if I'm wrong, but I think the app shows this, but there are definitely places throughout the park where it'll tell you what the current wait time is for different rides. There are no standby lines. So it's not like a fast pass system where you have a whole bunch of people waiting on one side and the other people go in on a fast pass. The entire ride is based on Tapu Tapu. And so like for the water coaster, like if you don't 
to a tapu tapu, you're not riding. And so that's how they control the flow. And so what's really neat about that is that when you tap in, you know, you're locked into that time, you know, it's going to come and you can go, like you said, go do other things and enjoy each other's company. And then when that tapu tapu goes off, you go up, you get in line and, but the, but I guess where I was kind of going with that is that on certain days, certain rides, if there's no line, they're not going to require you to do a tapu tapu. You can actually just go walk on. So you may find that while you're waiting for Krakatau Aqua Coaster for your time, for your one hour wait time, you may find that there's actually other attractions in the park that are not requiring a tapu tapu time. So you can actually still walk on it. So that's going to depend on crowd levels and so forth and time of year. You may not find that in June or July and August, whenever it's the hottest, but definitely in your off season. Like when we were there, there was probably about four or five attractions that didn't even need a uh, tapu tapu time. There was quite a few, yeah, and when you're looking at the screens and you're looking at the wait times, it will just say ride now so that you know, okay, I can go ride that now. I don't have to wait for it, and we can just get right in. So that that was really nice that they had that option. Yeah, agreed. And I thought, so I thought this Tapu Tapu system, not just for all the other neat little fun things you can do with it, but for as a ride uh, attraction management system, I think is right on point. Yes, I agree. I do. Um, and it just, it, it was so convenient to not have to carry everything around. I mean, everything was held on. I was able to put my credit card number in on the app. Um, so it was connected so I could buy food with it. I could buy souvenirs, you know, get the pictures, skip the lines. I mean, everything mm-hmm. from that, it, it was convenient in a water park where you don't want to be carrying around a purse and a wallet and everything else it was really nice and of course the parks have lockers uh throughout the park different places different size lockers and of course you use your tapu tapu to gain access to those so that's a nice way to keep your belongings secure as well but you did mention getting something to eat so let's talk a little bit about the dining options and i'm going to tell you this blew me away because typically you would think all right chicken nuggets and burgers and hot dogs uh wrong so right i will say that volcano bay has my favorite theme park food options out of anywhere it the options are endless the quality is great and the food is delicious i think i was most excited about lunch when we were there Um, just with the options they had it was so good yep it was it was so good so what what did you have for lunch do you remember? Um, so I got a couple things. So uh, another dream designer, designer and I each got something different and split it because we just wanted to try as much as we could sure. while we were there. So we got the mango barbecue pulled pork because that seemed to be at the top of everyone's list. It looked mm-hmm. amazing, and it was. I absolutely loved it. I think I ate every bite of mine. Um, it was delicious. And then I also got, got a burger. I don't remember which one it was that we opted for. But it's not your traditional burgers when you think of theme park burgers. Right. Ours had like an avocado mayonnaise sauce. It had um, all kinds of stuff. It had jalapenos on it and like gourmet cheese. It was not just a burger. And the burger was huge. I could not have ate it all if I wanted to. Um, <laughs> I mean, it really was out of this world as far as theme park food goes. You don't imagine those when you think of that. Yeah. And I mean, the selection throughout the park, I mean, they have like a coconut crusted fried chicken at one of the places, tacos, flatbreads. And like you said, the burgers are just not, you know, it's not just, 
you know, cheese on top of a burger that's been sitting there all day. They're freshly cooked. And um, I did have the burger. I just, I'm kind of a plain Jane kind of picky eater, as most listeners already know. And so I just got the regular old burger. I think I had like a barbecue sauce. Maybe it was a Hawaiian. I think I maybe had a pineapple or something like that on it. Um, and I got the fries. But one thing I didn't realize, um, now we were on the quick service dining plan. So Universal treated us to the quick service dining plan, which, which was really neat because with your, with your entree, you get the, um, the combo meal and a specialty beverage. And during the day, you can have an additional soda and a, an additional snack. So my meal was the, the burger and shake. That was the combo I got. And silly me, I was thinking that the shake was the drink. And so I got my burger and my shake and then uh, I'm sitting there eating and drinking my shake and I'm like, I'm still thirsty, you know, cause it's hot, you know, milkshake doesn't really quench the thirst. It's just refreshing. And I'm like, Oh, I really want a Coke. And then it hit me. I still have a Coke credit left on my dining plan. So I went back yeah. up and got myself my Coke and went and, you know, drank my soda, which was really kind of cool. So I didn't, I wasn't really placing that I got the specialty beverage and the Coke. So that was a real nice touch. It was, and it was a real nice surprise too. It was. We we did the same thing. I think our table had like eight milkshakes. We were not able to finish any of them. But it was great to have the option. I know if I was going with my kids, they would have been tickled pink to get that milkshake with their meal. And they probably would have enjoyed every drip of it. So it, it was, the selection was great. The dining plan covered you know, over it all, um, all the food looked really good. Of course, we couldn't try it all. But everything that I did personally eat was amazing. Um, I, I wish we could see more of that in other theme parks because it just really was a benefit of being there and not having to settle for your traditional chicken strips and french fries. I agree. I definitely agree with that. So we've spent quite a bit of time on Volcano Bay, but I really wanted to because, like I said, it was such, I think it was such a surprise for all of us as to how, how entertaining um, and how, I can't, the word's not coming to me. I want to say, uh, comprehensive that park was in terms of uh, little fun things to do, shopping, the food, the activities, the the wide range of attractions from family to daredevil to little kids and uh, relaxation. And it was just, I, I found it just unbelievably different than what I was expecting. Definitely. And the whole park was so immersive. Like you really feel like you're in the South Pacific when you walk in from yes. their landscaping to they had little water sprayers throughout the park over your feet. So you don't get overheated um, to the rides, to the names. I mean, all of it just went together really well. I really enjoyed my time there and I'm really excited to take my family back to see it all. And, and the one thing I'll address too, and, and, you know, when they were building it and even afterwards, you know, there's always been kind of this running joke with the Disney folks that, you know, this thing sits so close to the interstate and on the backside sits so close to the four lane road that runs uh, beside Universal Studios that it cannot be uh, secluded. Uh, from from the highways and from the traffic and stuff. I'm going to tell you, when you step through that gate, you have no concept or no clue that that outside world exists. Now, I mean, granted, if you go up a high on, you know, some of the launch areas for the two brides, you know, you might see out. But, I mean, that's to be expected. But when you're on ground level, you have no idea there's a major interstate next to you. You don't hear anything. You don't see it. Uh, you are definitely in an oasis-type 
experience. So anybody who has that fear, you can wipe that fear away because it, it just, it just doesn't. They did exist. really well. Yes. Hiding that you're in the middle <laughs> of a huge city. It was, it was, very enjoyable. Yep, absolutely. All right, so let's kind of move away from Volcano Bay. And one of the things that uh, Universal uh, did for us was they provided us with a guided tour of both of the other theme parks, uh, Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. And so they basically gave us, um, they broke us up into small groups and we had our personal tour guide and we had front of line access to all the major attractions. And now, again, I mentioned earlier, my back was in pretty bad shape last week. So uh, walking was not something that was suitable for me, but I know you went on it. So I'd love for us to spend maybe 10 minutes or so. Let's just chatting a little bit about what you got to experience um, and what the high points were of visiting those two parks. Definitely. I really enjoyed both of them. Now, um, I was a little nervous going in originally because anyone who knows me knows I am not a thrill ride person. And when you think universally, you just think big coasters, um, the virtual reality, just really big thrill, thrill, thrill. Um, and there is that option. There is, you could do a whole day of nothing but thrill rides and big roller coasters and all that. But I really liked that we were able to do so much on these tours mm -hmm. to see it from every angle. Um, so we did a lot of the big rides for our group. Um, I was in a group and I think all but maybe one other were just really interested in seeing all the big stuff. Um, so it was still really fun to go check out the queue for a minute, you know, see around the lockers that are offered. A few of the big rides don't allow you to take anything on them, um, you know, for your safety and other people's safety. So they have complimentary lockers outside of those rides. You could put your phone and your purse or anything that you might've taken into the park that day mm -hmm. in there um, to store your stuff. The one thing that I really liked about most of these large attractions is that Universal does really well in what they like to call the rider swap or the child swap rooms, uh, which is really just an air conditioned room, which is really nice in central Florida, um, where you can go and you can have a seat while you wait for your group if you want. Um, now we had front of the line access. Um, so there were not incredibly long waits for us if we chose to skip out on one of the rides. Um, but it was a really comfortable environment to sit in um, while I would hold some of my fellow dream designers bags while they enjoyed the rides. Um, I did do a couple. I just kind of spaced them. Um, so the virtual reality in Universal is unbelievable. Like you feel like you're there. The, it's almost indescribable, some of the rides. So we did Transformers. Um, we did Jimmy Fallon Race Through New York, which was so much fun. It was I so much fun. I love that ride. I love that it, ride. You really feel like you're racing through the streets of New York City. I mean, it it was funny. It was fun. It was, you know, a thrill ride that you don't necessarily have to get off the ground for, which right. was really really nice of um, everything about it. I really enjoyed it. Um, you know what I, you know what I also so we, liked about that, that attraction was the queue area because I'm, I'm a huge Jimmy Fallon fan, but I also grew up with Johnny Carson and the old tonight show and Jay Leno. And so the whole queue area, as you walk in, it really resembles 30 rock, uh, 30 Rockefeller Plaza in New York. And then, and it's like, it's like a history museum of the tonight show. And then as you work your way up, it becomes a little bit more of today's tonight show. So hashtag the pandas wander, around they have the ragtime gals come out and sing and so it's a really neat um 
environment where you really become immersed into the Tonight Show experience before you ever get on the attraction. So that's a lot of fun. I agree. It was a little nostalgic for me. I grew up watching that with my parents. And when I saw that they had like, you know, cases to honor each of the hosts at some point, it, it kind of was a throwback. It was really cool how they brought all that in and yep. really focused on every bit of the Tonight Show, not just current. So yeah, I, I exactly. think it was fun for the multi-generational families that were walking through. You could see them be like, oh, I remember when, you know, he was here, Jay Leno was there. And I mean, it was just really cool, all of it. And then even throughout the ride, some of the um, fun things that they had within it, you know, you get to see his family in it or, you know, people that are regulars of the show, you just, they thought of everything and they just had all the littlest detail worked out and it was really enjoyable. Yep. Yep. Exactly. Um, so we did some of that. Um, we ended up going down to Diagon Alley, um, which if you have never been, it is so immersive. You really feel like you're there. Uh, you don't even have to be a Harry Potter fan to really enjoy and appreciate everything that's going on there. Right. Um, so we went there, we were able to do those rides, um, which also had the lockers outside. Um, and we did green dots. Um, we ended up getting lunch there at the leaky cauldron, which is one of my personal favorites on all of universal property. I really love the authentic, um, English food. It was really delicious. Um, with our group um, we were able to do the Hogwarts Express over the Islands of Adventure um, and this is where like the VIP type tour or the Express Pass really is beneficial because there was about a 45 minute wait um, for the Hogwarts Express um, and we were able to go straight to the front of that line I mean they took us in through the exit there was no wait we were able to get hopped right on and it saved a lot of time so I really like that they have these options you know and these options are available to all guests. This wasn't just something that only we were able to experience. This was something that our guests can go in and do and enjoy. So they get the same type of experience as we did. And I highly recommend it. It was a time saver. It was fun. Um, our tour guide had so much inside information and backstory. Um, so if you're not familiar with a ride, she was really able to compare it to what you could expect so that you're not getting into a situation maybe that you don't love once you're on the ride um, and we just saved a lot of time with her as our guide um we went over we got to see Hogsmeade which again is immersive and fun and you just really feel like you're in the films it was great um we did rides there and we kind of worked our way around Islands of Adventure um I mean we did Jurassic Park, Kong, Hulk, we went over to the um dr seuss area which you hear a lot is great for little kids it happens to be my favorite land <laughs> in both the parks i really enjoy it it's fun it takes me back to my childhood um the rides are kind of cute and cheesy and i just love that about it um so really we were able to do most of both of the parks you know not everything there was a lot more that we could have done mm -hmm. we were picking and choosing our favorites and our priorities um but with that tour guide, we were able to really accomplish more than we could have imagined in just one day. So it, it was a great experience. Um, I love the park to park option that they're just right there next to each other. You know, that Hogwarts Express had a way if you didn't have the Express Pass, but even if you wanted to walk, I mean, it's less than a 10 minute walk from one park to the other. Right. So that was a great second option if you don't have the Express Pass and didn't want to wait for that. Um, 
the unlimited express pass i can't say enough good stuff about it like I could not imagine vacationing to Universal without it. When I go with my own family, mm-hmm. we make sure to have it. Um, so let's let's tell, really- let's tell people what the Unlimited Express Pass gets you. Definitely. So basically, it's a pass, and it gets you you get to avoid the standby line, and you get a priority line. So um, I I've been to Universal quite a few times, and I have had options where we just walk straight onto the ride so you get a priority line straight through straight onto the ride now if you go during busier times there's still going to be a slight wait so you have to expect that going in but if there is a two-hour standby line you're not waiting in that you're going to this priority seating or i'm sorry the priority line um you're getting on the ride in a much more timely manner um to just really enjoy your time there so you get to skip I believe it's the majority of the rides. There might be a couple that aren't on there. Um, but as far as all the thrill rides go, you know, when you're thinking the Wizarding World of Harry Potter, um, the big rides around Islands of Adventure, it, it gets you to skip the standby line for all of them, which really, you know, time is money when you're on vacation. It's worth it. You you could do so much more in less time. So I, I recommend it 100% of the time to well, enjoy your vacation. And the nice part about it is there's no reservation of time. You don't have to, you know, click check in at a certain time to get it. You don't have to wait for availability. It's just when you're at, when you show up, you just go to the line. Right. And that's probably my, my favorite thing about it. It's my husband's favorite thing too. He talks about it all the time that he really loves going on a vacation that you don't have to schedule every minute of the day. That's his style. He likes to wake up when he wakes up and just go and do what he wants to do when he wants to do it um, in the parks. And so it, it is so nice that you could just show up and you could be like, you know what, I think I want to ride the mummy and you could go over, scan your pass, get the standby line and be on it within minutes. I mean, it, it is a really great feature to add to your vacation if you are not a fan of lines, which I am not. Yeah. And when we get to the resorts, we're going to talk a little bit about one of the benefits of one of the resort levels uh, as it relates back to this, but still staying with the parks. I, I think one of the things I really wanted to stress here too, was that a lot of people think that because the park is, is very coaster centric, a lot of the, um, experiences are virtual reality type things people think that the park is really designed for teenagers and up and i would i would suggest that that's really not the case the the height limits that they have for kids are not that are not that high and there's great selection of attractions there for for preteen and young kids that the whole family can enjoy. I agree 100%. And I am not a thrill ride person. So I like to think of myself as a park goer that I I love going with a preschooler because Mm -hmm. their rides are right up my alley, something I enjoy. So our first trip when we went with with my family, um, I was really nervous because I didn't know if there was going to be a lot I could do. Um, My daughter was also about six years old when we went she's pretty dainty I was like there's no way she's going to be able to do most these but then you know after researching and looking I'm like you know what I think that these height limits really surprised me and when we went when she was six I think there were two rides she was unable to do she was right at the height where she could not do um the Hulk and I don't even remember the other one off the top of my head um but there was two that she couldn't do she's tall enough now she does them all and she loves absolutely all of them um but there's so much to do 
even if you're not into that, if you're going with preschoolers or, you know, babies, one, two, three years old, that can't ride a majority of the height restricted rides, there is still so much to do. I mean, I went on this tour with my group as somebody who's not a huge ride person and so much of Universal Orlando and Islands of Adventure is immersive. I mean, there's something going on around you everywhere you go. It's like walking through one film to another film. It's yep. everywhere. There's still rides that are a lot of fun that you could do that aren't going to get your adrenaline going. Um, there are shows that you can see and little parades going through. I mean, there's characters everywhere. That's a huge one. I mean, you could spend a whole day popping around meeting characters. So there's so much to do for every age group here. And that was something that that really surprised me when I started going was that it's not just for the older children and parents. Right. right. And, you know, of course, and the characters they have, there are so much fun, the minions and, Oh, it's just so much fun. The last time I was there with my family, my, my boys were young. They were probably 10, 11, and we just had so much fun. And they, they just enjoyed the characters and enjoyed the rides. And, and we're not big coaster people either. Um, but it was, it was definitely a fun experience for us. And so wonderful parks for the whole family. Um, and if, but it's a great place. I mean, if you are that coaster enthusiast, no better place, uh, but you don't have to be a coaster enthusiast to enjoy that. Definitely. And it's a great for the mixed families or the multi-generational where, you know, um, a couple of people might not want the big coasters, but other ones are, you know, the adrenaline junkies that want to go and they want to do it all. And, you know, it was such a balance, which mm -hmm. I really enjoyed. So we could all, all of us enjoy it. And I mean, the Harry Potter fans all day long. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Love it. Exactly. All right. So let's, we're, we're kind of running short on time here. So I don't want to, I don't want to exclude the other major aspect of staying at a Universal Orlando uh, resort experience, which is the fabulous resorts that they have um, on site there. So let's talk a little bit about the resorts that we saw specifically, but also some of the benefits. So when you stay at a universal resort, um, there's a couple things. Uh, first of all, that all the resorts have the early park admission for Wizard, Wizarding World of Harry Potter, as well as Volcano Bay. So you get in uh, an hour before the park opens, all the resorts have complimentary transportation. A couple of them uh, are bus service. A couple of them are water taxi service. Um, all of them offer delivery of merchandise. So if you're at the parks or anywhere on the resort and you want, you purchase something, everything will be delivered back to your resort for you. And there's also complimentary club to club access at the city walk clubs. So city walk, we haven't even really talked about yet. Uh, but city walk is kind of the shopping and restaurant club district. If you want to think of Disney Springs or downtown Disney as the, the complimentary there, that's kind of what it is. Um, so we, as a group, stayed at Cabana Bay, and, and Universal categorizes their resorts a little bit different than, say, Disney does. Disney has Value Moderate Deluxe and then Deluxe Villas. Universal Studios, they have theirs as Value, Prime Value, Preferred, and then Premier. So they actually have four categories. So we stayed at Cabana Bay, which is a prime value. So I think what they're basically saying here is, if you want to think of it in terms of 
the Disney categories, it's somewhere between a value and a moderate. Um, it's, it's a nice resort, several pools. It's got a lazy river. Um, it has that 60s theme to it. Uh, large quick service dining location has a bowling alley. I mean, how much fun is that? Um, you can walk to Volcano Bay, it has bus transportation to City Walk in the parks. But I think the big feature here is the family suites. And we got to stay in the family suites uh, when we were there. So tell me, Michelle, a little bit about your what your thoughts were on the suites as, as a, an option for your guests. I absolutely love them. Um, the first thing that really um, surprised me was how large they were. They were really big family suites. Um, there was the sleeping area, but then there was also, you know, the little living room type area where it had a door that you could close it off. So if the kids are in bed and, you know, mom and dad aren't quite ready to go to bed yet, there was somewhere for them to still, you know, watch TV, hang out, eat if they want while kids are resting. Um, the theming was amazing. I really enjoyed it. The colors were fun. Um, everything about it was fun. I really, I really enjoyed the rooms. Um, and I would absolutely recommend them to anybody who's going with a family and needs something more than just the standard size room. I, I got a kick out of, especially when it comes to the theming, I got a kick out of your shampoos and, and, um, soaps and things. It was Alberto. Yes, the Zest soap. I loved it. (laughs) And even the clock on the, uh, on the clock between the two beds was like an old time, um, West clocks, uh, clock with like real hands it wasn't digital like it had to it was be- so fun it was so fun all the yeah. details just added to it it was great yeah so, so such a fun resort so i really like that um most of the rooms have interior entrances there are a few sections that have the exterior entrances but for the most part it is interior entrance and i really thought that um this was one of I, I just think this is a great family option. One of my favorite family options, I think, at the at the resort, especially if you're if if budget is a, a consideration for you. And as far as family goes, it was great too because if you're wanting Volcano Bay, I mean, you could walk right over there, so you're not yes. loading up all the kids to head on over. I mean, you're walking straight over, and you're there in a couple of minutes. And then the quick service dining there was huge. There was options for everyone. Um, there was a salad bar. There was a fruit bar. They had cold sandwiches, pizzas, you know, you name it, they had it for breakfast, mm-hmm. lunch, and dinner. So for my family, where I have one very picky child, you know, when we all always want something different, it was a great option for us to kind of split, get what we want, and then meet back. Yeah, they had Italian options, but they, you know, they had salmon as, as a dinner option. Um, the one thing I liked was the yogurt bar, so that you could get soft serve yogurt and make a big Sunday out of it. So that was kind of cool too. Yeah, um, it was all really great. And so another resort in that same prime value category uh, that we visited was the Aventura hotel. Um, I really thought this kind of had a millennial feel to it. Um, to the, to the extent that even like the rooms had like almost everything was controlled by a t- uh, like a smart tablet. So you could close your drapes, control your TV, control the lighting, call room service and anything like that. Um, you could um, contact through the phone or through the tablet. So, but it, but it definitely had a millennial feel. Did kind of what was your take on that resort as it might relate to families? So who do you see as the optimal uh, guest at that, at that resort? 
I agree that it definitely had that feel to it. Um, I would probably recommend a resort like this to some of my, you know, younger guests traveling together or, uh, you know, for a girl's trip going. Um, I didn't see it so much as a family resort um, just because it was very modern feel to it. Now, I would still go with my kids. They would absolutely love playing with those tablets in the room to control the lights and the drapes and the TV. They would um, love it. But I really, what blew my mind about this hotel was that it didn't seem like a prime value to me it seemed upscale and classy and fun and um, kind of business-esque if you will that it just didn't feel like a prime to me a prime value it was very nice it was fun it was modern um, it was kind of like hip I could see a lot of you know young couples going and really just enjoying it or you know like I said the girls trip or the guys trip where you're going with your friends um it was it would be a great option there and then when you take into consideration the price point it was just a win-win all the way around for me yeah I agree and I think Cabana Bay and Adventura both kind of fit in that category of um much better than a value resort um, and almost to that level of what I would call a preferred resort. So definitely some differences there, but it was, I mean, you're not going to go there and feel like, oh, this is cheap at all. Definitely. Yeah, yeah. I agree. And both of those resorts do have transportation to city, city walk in the park, but it's by bus. So, and uh, so you do have that transportation option. Um, probably my favorite resort that I saw, and I think probably one that's underrated, um, and I think so many families and guests would love this resort was Sapphire Falls. Um, Sapphire Falls is, is considered a preferred resort, um, has inside ac entry access, has a real Caribbean feel to it, Caribbean decor. Um, it does have standard rooms and suites, um, and, the, and the suites actually have children's suites, which are really designed around small kids. Um, I was impressed by the size of the pool with the water slide. Um, the, there's beach sand. Uh, there's a poolside bar, lots of seating there. So I thought that was fun. Uh, for the adults off the lobby, there's um, – a really popular club called the Strong Water Tavern, which has this huge selection of rums and they have different drinks and you can kind of even make your own drinks and things like that. So it was a real, I thought it was a great family resort. Um, it's got a little higher price point than Cabana Bay and Adventura, but not an unreasonable price point by any stretch. And I think that the difference between Sapphire Falls and the other prime value resorts, it's, it's evident that there's a, there's a difference. Uh, they have an evening dinner show that you can pay extra for that they have on, on site, which I've done, which is so much fun. Um, so I, I really enjoyed I really enjoyed this resort. Um, I thought it was a lot of fun. It was bright. It was, um, you could feel like there was an energy around it. I agree. And I've been lucky. I've stayed prime value preferred and premier. I've, I've tried them all at universal and Sapphire Falls is one of my favorite resorts. Um, it is a little bit higher price point than the prime value, but it's minimal. And for the extra amenities that they offer um, that are convenient to the location, I, I just think it would be worth it. Yep. I agree. And that, and the pool alone, I mean, you can just hang out at the pool. The pool I mean, is amazing. It is beautiful. amazing. It's beautiful. Um, I mean, it's large. So, you know, you could have fun and relax all in the same area. I mean, it yep. was just, Unbelievable. I loved it. Yep. Um, and then, of course, we took a, a stroll through Portofino Bay, which is one of the three premier 
hotels along with uh, Hard Rock and Royal Pacific. Um, one thing I didn't realize, and our tour guide told us this, the Portofino Bay Resort was actually designed by Steven Spielberg. He was in Italy, loved the, the, the town of Portofino, and came back and said, I want to build a hotel that looks just like that. And they did. And um, so it's real nice. It's got standard club level and suites. And this is where you will find the minion suites, the Despicable Me suites uh, for the kids. Uh, we didn't get a chance to see those um, because they were occupied when we were there, but uh, that's where you'll find. Um, the one thing I really like about this hotel is there's three pools. They've got the loud pool, but they also have the quiet pool. And we got to walk past the quiet pool. And I mean, quiet. I mean, it was like, it was like Roman gardens. It was just beautiful back there. Um, and then what I, what I really like is the Harbor Piazza, which is a giant courtyard uh, that surrounds the uh, bay. And uh, it's like cobblestone streets and it's got these street cafes. And each evening off of one of the balconies, they have what they call the Musica della Notte. And they have either an opera singer or a, uh, a tenor trio come out and they will just sing to the crowds from the balcony. And it's just, it's just amazing. I just love that. It really felt like you were stepping into Italy. Like it was yes. everything about it. It was like you transition just into this beautiful countryside of Italy and it was I mean they nailed it all the way around with that that resort yeah. it was relaxing it was fun um the amenities were incredible the pools that quiet pool was calling my name it just <laughs> looked so relaxing and it would be such a great thing like after a busy day at the parks uh you know where you're going and you're running around all day and having fun to just be able to come back and really have an area to kind of retreat that's what I felt like this resort was it, yeah. this hotel, it was more of a retreat than just your basic hotel if that makes sense yep absolutely and one of the things that i really wanted to zero in on with these uh premier hotels the three premier hotels portofino bay uh, hard rock and royal pacific is that one of the benefits that comes with staying at this um, resort is you get the free unlimited express pass included with your reservation which we already talked about how incredible the unlimited express pass is. It's basically front of the line to all the attractions. And that's basically a value of about $129 per person per day. That's included with your stay. And I mean, that alone is worth the price of staying at these uh, three premier level resorts. Absolutely. And you know, when you do the math, if you add that, for each day of your trip onto, you know, uh, prime value, you're going to come out about even. Yeah. So it just, it, it makes sense if you're somebody who doesn't want to wait in the lines and wants that convenience to stay premier. I mean, it just makes sense. Yeah, absolutely. Um, Another and, great thing that I would add about yeah. all the resorts when you're staying there, and we kind of touched on it earlier, was that you get that cover charge waived at, in City Walk mm -hmm. um, to most of their clubs. And that was really a great option. And another one that um, I really enjoy when I do go with my family is that you get free priority seating to the dining in City Walk. So there might be on a Friday night, a 45 minute wait to get into a restaurant. But if you have your room key, you get automatic priority seating and they move you to the top of that list. And that that is really beneficial thing on property there too. You mean you don't have to make your reservation six months in advance? Right, right. <laughs> it's really great, you know, and and it's a really great option for somebody wanting a last minute vacation. Yes, um, yes. The planning is 
you know, you still want a solid plan. You want an itinerary going in so you can like do what you want to do, you know, see everything that um, there is to see. So you definitely want a game plan, but you don't have to do it six months in advance. um, And there's a lot more flexibility to changing that up. If if say you really enjoyed something and you want to spend more time there, it's a really quick and easy. Okay, let's do that. Yep, exactly. And of course, city walk as a, as a destination is so much fun too. Um, You know, we as a group went and saw blue man group, which is a phenomenal add on. Uh, If you've not familiar with the blue man group, definitely YouTube them, but uh, cultural, icons in terms of uh alternative entertainment so much fun for the whole family the the guys are in blue face they'd never talk but they're incredible musicians a lot of music it's loud but a lot of fun comedy without ever speaking a word so uh i had a great time i enjoyed blue man group a lot yeah and and i've seen them in this is like four different cities and um, I'm, I'm a huge fan, but you don't have to be a huge fan to enjoy them. I mean, they, you will become a fan after you see them by, by definitely. Yes, definitely. Um, so it's a great way to add on something in the evening. Um, and then in the clubs they have down there, are a lot of fun. They've got a Bob Marley club, which is neat. And our favorite club that we go to every time we're down is rising star. And if you've not heard of that, it's basically a karaoke club, but it's karaoke against a live band. So it's not, you're not playing to a recording. You have a live band with real backup singers and um, people get take, take turns and go up and sing songs that are on the list. So that, that's a lot of fun. We have, we have a blast every time we do that. So city walk is definitely a fun destination to go to. Um, let me see here. Uh, what, what did we need to cover? Oh, we didn't talk too much about tickets, but just real quick um, tickets, you know, you can get, um, one park at a time, like one park per day or the park to park, the park to park, like uh, Michelle said earlier, the parks are really close to each other. If you want to walk, um, if you want to enjoy Hogwarts express, which is the train that goes between the two, uh, Harry Potter lands for lack of a better word. Um, you, you have to have the park to park ticket for that. You have the express pass, which is uh, one time per attraction you get to go to the front line or you have the unlimited express pass which is uh, an add-on that gives you the unlimited opportunity to go forward on uh, to the front of the line on the on the different uh, attractions so we we have those ticket options so i thought you know we needed to cover that wow definitely and the park to park is i would say vital if you're a harry potter fan or have a harry potter fan in your group to experience the magical express is not just transportation from one part to the other it's an attraction in itself it's immersive it's fun it follows the story um it's one of my favorite attractions in all the parks so you definitely gotta check that out if you're a harry potter fan and a little tip it's a different attraction for each direction so if you go from Diagon Alley over to Hogsmeade, it's one attraction. But if you go back the other way, it's a completely different experience. So that's something to keep in mind as well. I agree with you 100%. Uh, I think I think if you're doing uh, Universal Studios, my my recommendation is you get the three park. Uh, park-to-park tickets for the length of the stay that you want. Uh, Universal also has a dining plan. They have a regular dining plan, which includes a table service, quick service, and the snacks. Also has the quick service plan uh, that we talked about earlier. But one of the features that I really like about Universal's, um, uh, as opposed to Disney's, is Universal allows you to 
choose how many days of your vacation you want the dining plan for. So if there's a day that you're going to just hang out at the resort and not go into the parks and you just don't need the dining plan, then you don't have to purchase it for that day. Uh, and so that's a real nice feature. So I'm, I'm, yes, a really and you can purchase it for the amount of people you want to. So if you have a young, really picky eater that, you know, is not going to go and eat a large meal when you guys go out to eat, but it's probably just going to get a snack while you're there or mm-hmm. eat more quick service. And you don't have to purchase the plan for everybody in the party. So that's really awesome that you can really mold it to the vacation you need or the vacation you want opposed to a one size fits all. Yep. It's very customizable for your vacation experience. So that's really neat. And uh, one thing I do want to stress though, is the dining plan does not work at the resorts. So you have to kind of keep that in mind because the resorts are actually owned by the Lowe's group uh, and their systems just don't talk to each other. So the dining plan works at city walk and in the three parks, but not at the resort hotel. So that's something to kind of keep in mind. Yeah, when yeah. You're planning. But of course, all of your dream designers at my Mickey vacation travel know that and will kind of help you steer in the right direction as uh, you, we are doing the planning for your stay. So, Anything else we need to cover? I think we were pretty darn thorough about our Universal Orlando experience. I think we got most of it. I I think the biggest thing, the misconception I get from guests is um, I don't really want to go to Universal because I'm not a Harry Potter fan. And I think that it's important to note you do not have to be the Harry Potter fan to go and enjoy this. They're going to cover decades of some of your favorite films, characters, um, cartoons. I mean, all of it. And if you were not a Harry Potter fan before you went, you will definitely be one after you visit. So it, yep. it's, I think everybody should check it out. It's a great time. You're right. I mean, as, as, as important as Harry Potter is to the park, it's not all about Harry Potter. So you can have a great time and, Never step into Harry Potter, but if you do, you definitely will become a fan. Michelle, thank you so much for joining me today. This has been a real pleasure, and I really appreciate you being here. Uh, Can you please give your contact information so people listening know how to reach you? Definitely. Thanks for having me. Um, You can reach me by email at michelle.steven, S-T-E-P-H-E-N, at mymickeyvacation.com, or um, you can give me a call 210-913-5607 and I would love to chat about a future vacation to Central Florida, Disney or Universal Orlando. Sounds good. Thank you, Michelle. I'm very grateful that you were able to attend today. Yeah, no, thank you. I appreciate it. Thanks for having me. And you know, many of our guests look for an alternative vacation spot other than visiting our favorite mouse but they still like the ease and the weather of traveling to Central Florida. Universal Orlando Resort is the perfect vacation destination with three full parks, including the relaxing Volcano Bay and the fun attractions of Islands of Adventure and Universal Studios. Add in eight beautiful resorts, City Walk, and you have a vacation experience for the entire family. And the dream designers of My Mickey Vacation Travel have not only received full training at this great resort, but they've experienced it firsthand through the eyes of the guests. When thinking about your next vacation, contact the dream designers of My Mickey Vacation Travel at mymickeyvacation.com or by searching for My Mickey Vacation Travel on Facebook and Instagram. You can link to them right here on mymickeypodcast.com as well. Speaking of which, be sure to subscribe to our show so that you don't miss a single minute. And please leave us a nice positive review on your favorite listening platform. Thanks again, Michelle, for joining us today. And we will see you again real soon.